Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, welcome in to The Lake Show here. News Talk 830-WCCO. Henry Lake, Christopher Tubbs. A week full of food and fun. You're on the Good Neighbor News Talk, 830-WCCO. Our number, our text line that we always utilize every single night, every single day, every single show, I will give it to you right off the top. It is 651-461-9226. That is what we call the Cities One Plumbing Talk and Text Line. Uh, if you would like to weigh in uh, over the course of the next three hours with any of the discussions and conversations that we have and topics, Feel free. Love to have you be a part of uh, the conversations that we have, and that's just the way that we like to do our show. And I want to start tonight's show with the um, unfortunate news of the passing of Rosalind Carter, the former first lady who passed away at the age of 96, which that is one spectacular run. I've, I've said this a million times. I'll probably say it a million times more. I don't think that 96 is in my future. Um, I, I, I just think that it's a, a testament of being a strong person, being a healthy person to be able to, to, to live that long. And, you know, some people say, well, you know, you got to have a lot of good luck. I know one thing. The Carters, uh, very spiritual people and a lot of faith in God, which I, I think is something to applaud them both on. But I wanted to start with Miss Carter because I don't think that the wives of the presidents of the United States of America, that they get enough credit for the lives that they live. They are supporting and are married to men who have so many people in the world that love them and so many people in the world that hate them. And I know that folks feel that it is, it's glamorous, right? And like to a certain degree, it is glamorous. It is glamorous, right? To, to be in the Oval Office. I, I totally get that. But I can't imagine the stress of it all. And, and I say that because we do know this. I think that we all, for, for anything that we may disagree about, I think that we could all agree that there is nothing normal about that particular life, right? Like, as normal as you may seem as a person, that type of lifestyle, there's nothing normal about that. You can't do anything, right, with regards to your everyday life without it being under a microscope. Every single day, 24-7, every single second, 
And I get it that whether it's Joe Biden or if it's Donald Trump or if it's George W. Bush or Barack Obama, I don't care who the individual is, Ronald Reagan, the women that support their husbands, right, they are very strong women because that is when, – when your spouse signs up for that job, you know, to, 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 uh, to run, and, and those individuals, they ended up winning. So we won't even get into the to the women that support their spouses and they don't eventually, uh, you know, win the uh, win the election or get to be elected in, in the into the seat of the biggest job in this country that we see. Mm-hmm. I just think that those women should be given a lot more credit for their support, for their love of country. In everything that they put into it. And I'm not sitting here saying that we got to start giving Michelle Obama or um, or uh, Melania Trump um, or wh- whoever, Nancy Reagan, that we got to start giving them, you know, um, props for policy crafting or anything. Yeah. That's not what I'm saying. But it takes a special strength in a woman to be in a position supporting that person to be able to go through all of the strain and stress that comes along with that job. We see presidents, how they age, right? And I'm like, my goodness. Some, you know, you, you see people go into office and they're there for maybe even just, just four years and not necessarily getting reelected. And you're like, they look drastically different um, after they come out of the office than when they went in. 651-461. Nine two two six. I thought it was a very interesting uh, comment that years ago that I want to play for you with uh, Jimmy Carter, the former president. He was asked about, you know, like he had he had won a Nobel Nobel Peace Prize, and essentially he was asked about when you look at that Nobel Peace. Peace Prize, and looking at becoming president of the United States, like, of the things, like, what was most exciting? Mr. President, good morning and congratulations to you. Well, thank you. I know, good morning to you. Has it sunk in for you yet, Mr. President? This is sunk in now, and I'm really grateful. Is, it, is this the most exciting thing that's ever happened to you? Or I guess being elected president of the United States must be right up there as well, right? Well, uh, when Rosen said she'd marry me, I think that's the most exciting thing. Oh, my gosh. I think that's the, the coolest thing. That, that's the coolest comment. And, and I think that we all, for the most part, we love Jimmy Carter. Yeah. Like, their love, their relationship, th- they're always hand-in-hand hand being together and standing for what they, they, they have always stood for. And just thinking about the and, and valuing the humanity in all people, yeah. that's something that – this would never go away in terms it, it, of my thought. They were so genuine, right, with their love for humanity. And some people fake it, you know, because you're out in the public eye and you feel like this is what you should be doing. Yep. They were a package deal, too. Yep. Like Jimmy and, you know, Rosalind Carter, you, 
they were where it was one, it was the other. And it, it's pretty amazing when you think about it from, a, you know, from a relationship perspective overall, but then to think about the sacrifices and, and think about the, the stability that you must have and the security that you must have in yourself to know that you've got to be responsible for a family while your husband is essentially the leader of the free world. Yeah. I mean, that is, that is an amazing thing to ask and goes back to that saying, behind every good man, there's a good woman. Yes. And, and I mean, I feel like there's there's some, you know, veracity to that. You know, and, and, and real quickly, because, you know, speaking to the strength and just when, when things happen with your spouse, with your husband, right? Not just the good stuff, but also the bad stuff that happens. Yeah. Those women wear it. When you think back to Bill Clinton mm-hmm. and the Monica Lewinsky stuff. Yeah. I mean, Hillary. A lot of stuff rolls downhill. I, you, I, props to, to all these women. And forget about the, the, the politics of it all. Democratic, Republican, whatever. Yeah. I, I think it's, 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 uh, it's, it's pretty awesome. And I, and I get it. You know, you're supposed to support the person that you love or that you marry or whatever. I totally get that. I'm just saying. But I, I think it's a— Some people it, bail under pressure. Yes. It's, it's a strength that should be acknowledged. Let's go to Jane. Who's called in from Minneapolis? How you doing, Jane? Hi, Henry. I I had a good day. I heard about Rosalind Carter this morning, and I've been thinking about her and praying for her family. Yeah. And because um, whenever a head of state um, dies, there there is a lot of remorse and grace feelings at the same time. Thanks, Henry. All right. Thanks so much. I appreciate the phone call from Jane in Minneapolis. Hey, but your thoughts, your opinions, uh, along with Jane and uh, the conversation that we're having here. Love to get some reaction on the Cities One Plumbing Talking text line 651-461-9226. This is The Lake Show. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right, welcome back to the Lake Show. 
News Talk 830 WCCO. The passing of Rosalind uh, Carter at the age of 96. The former first lady. Some reaction here on the Cities One Plumbing Talking text line uh, from the 612. I have read a couple of Jimmy Carter's books. And while he is not considered one of the best presidents, he's considered that in my in my opinion. I know I was a real young kid when when he went into office, but you know, it, but may, maybe it's necessarily more so for me. Not not necessarily about the the years that when he was in office and the historical context. It, it, was, it was about what he did out of right, office, yeah. which is what this person says um, in the rest of their text. They say him and his wife are were very good people who probably did more for the world outside. Of the presidency, so they de- they do touch on that. Uh, this from the six five one, the Carter era was the bomb. Uh, this from the nine five two, and 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 this person, I'm glad they mentioned this because I had the same thought though. Later yesterday, when I was thinking about this topic, it says H Lake, you are right about a surreal life for the president and the support of the wives um, and children. A lot to be said of women of faith. My mother was three weeks shy of 99. Wow, that's an amazing run. When she passed, I wouldn't be surprised if President Carter will follow closely. He may have been holding on for her. And I'm going to say this right now. That texture from the 952, I totally feel you on that. And the reason why I say that, and and no one's wishing that, that President Carter passes anytime soon or anything like that, but it just has that type of feel. And the reason why I say this is because so like earlier this year, which month what which month was it that he was it was announced that he was going into hospice care? It was in the spring. Yeah, I and I was or just spring or early summer. It yeah. was announced that he was going into hospice care. And in that in that time frame that we when we heard that, what was the thing that, that everything that jumped into our head? We were like, okay, president. Former President Jimmy Carter is nearing the end. Yeah, it was, it, it, it was February. It was in that, February. That he went uh, into hospice. Earlier this year. So yeah. so, so we were all kind of like preparing, right, mm-hmm. for the final days. Well, he's still here. He's he's still here. And, and there are people, and I know you, I know, there's people out there listening to the show that have a relative, whether it's a, uh, uh, whether it is, your your mom or dad, your your aunt, yep. your grandma, your grandpa, and, and I'd love to get some reaction from any of the, any of you out there listening at 651-461-9226. There are people I know for a fact that yeah. when their that person's spouse passes away, they pass quickly because well, what is it because? Is it because that they they want to leave and transition out of this life knowing that the person that they love the most is no longer here? Is it a sense of, you know, as much as I love everything about what I am in this existence, I don't want to carry on at maybe this specific age without this person that I've been with forever? There's this, We see it all the time. Yeah, I, we, I, we, no, I don't want to say we see it all the time. We see it a lot. Yeah, we, we do. And, and a couple of things with that, like, number one, when somebody enters hospice, 
the, the passing usually becomes imminent. And here, Jimmy Carter has been in hospice since February, which is the longest that I can ever recall hearing anybody in hospice care. It, it is amazing just how long he has been able to survive being in hospice care. It, it is astonishing. There is a strength that a person can have yeah. within themselves to want to live for the love of others. Yes, and, and, and I, f- I feel like you want to you you want to be there for your spouse because you're passing you don't want to cause them any grief you know like if, if somebody passes like i couldn't imagine the grief that the other spouse feels like i it would be unfathomable for me and you think about how much you want to not have that person that you cherish and love the most have that feeling in their life. And I can totally understand the thought of, of I don't want to live without this person being here on earth and in my life. I, I, can, I, I, can, I, can, I, can, I can see how people have those sort of thoughts. I've never once in my life wanted to harm myself or mm-hmm. not be here or anything like that. I've never yeah. had that. But I knew when my mom passed, I – I mean, the first thing that I did was I questioned God. I, I, you know, I was like, why? Well, I, I think it's natural, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep, yep. I questioned him. But also beyond the questioning, like the pain of it all, I was like, you know, you didn't, I didn't want to wish that on people. And I, sa- I said, this, is, this, is, this hurts. Um, everybody's telling me it's going to get better. You're, gonna, you're, you're going to, you know, you'll, you'll always miss her. But you know the, the the pain will start to subside to some at some some point, right? We all kind of deal with the grieving process in a different way. But I could see it though. I, I could see that if I, you know, had a spouse for thirty, forty, fifty years or whatever, and then when they're gone, I kind of think I think about you know not not wanting to be around. I could see that because because that's that's your life. That is. And it's a world you don't want to really. Yeah. I, I mean, you think about this person that has been with you and, and has been so much a part of your existence. You're taking, you know, half of who you are and you're cutting it off right there. And it's it's just a, a sense of emptiness. I mean, it's it's incredible. Yeah. Uh, this from the 952. As president, I thought Carter was lousy. However. As time went on afterwards, I think that they ranked towards the best of humanity. I, I, I just think that at the end of the day, um, I think the Carters, whether you agreed with things that happened um, in the White House, I, I, don't, I don't think I've come across a person that didn't respect the – the Carters for the people that they were. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, like, like, yeah like, I, I can see I can see that. When, when, yeah. when we talk about the Carters, we, we no, no one talks about what did or did not happen in their time in the White House. People talk about their love for people. The Habitat for of, Humanity. Yes, yeah. the, 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 all the things mm-hmm. that they've done for others. The philanthropy. Th- that That's that's how they will be forever. And, and I like I like this text, Henry, that you just read off the city's one plumbing talk and text line.
because this this is somebody who I feel can say, yeah, as a president, I didn't like what he did. I thought he was not good. But this individual is able to separate the president and the job from the individual outside of the White House. And I think for you to bring that up the way that you did and to have this this individual on the text line echo that, I I think it's perfect. I think it's just really – I think that's a, that's a good objective way to look at it. You don't have to agree with who he was, you know, what he did as the president. But you look at everything that he did, that they did outside of that, and yeah, I've not heard one person – say a crass word about them in any way, shape, or form. And Jimmy Carter said in a statement from the Carter Center um, that his wife was his equal partner in everything I ever accomplished. She gave me wise guidance and encouragement when I needed it. As long as uh, Rosalind was in the world, I always knew somebody loved and supported me. Um, Throughout his political career, uh, she was his most uh, fervent uh, supporter. She campaign aggressively for him, energizing supporters, and once admitted being more adamant about winning than he was. That, mm. um, yeah, that just, that's special, man. That That is, it's, and, I, and I just, like I said before, to open up the show, I, I think that we should um, give a little bit more respect. You know, people say, put, put some respect on my name. Put some respect on the first ladies. Because it's, it's, there's a lot of stress and strain that comes along with being in the Oval Office. All right, 651-461-9226. Coming up next, we'll take a look at the local weather. And will being lonely increase increase rather your chance of dying? Uh-oh, this is not good for me. We get to that next year on The Lake Show. All right, welcome back to The Lake Show, News Talk 830-WCCO. There's a story from the Wall Street Journal that notes that loneliness and social isolation were linked to an increased risk of death from any cause, according to new research. That includes missing out on seeing loved ones, not having weekly group activities like a book club, or just often feeling lonely. Uh-oh. That's a single guy. <laughs> that, that's. I don't want to say I'm a loner. I got plenty of friends. Um, I don't go out a ton, even though my social media may, it may make it seem like I go out all the time, which I don't. But uh, I'm kind of curious about this. The study published in the medical journal BMC uh, Medicine tracked people for more than a decade and collected loneliness data. I didn't even know that existed. Loneliness data? I know. Man, I get numbers Be- for everything. Before now. the COVID-19 pandemic. It adds to increasing evidence that loneliness can be bad for our health, contributing to health problems including anxiety, heart disease, and dementia. Chronic feelings of loneliness can hurt a person's sleep and are linked to bodily inflammation, which can contribute to a range of diseases. Americans are now spending more time alone and less time socializing in person compared with two decades ago a trend that started taking hold even before the COVID-19 pandemic. A 2023 Gallup poll found that 17% of U.S. adults and nearly a quarter of adults under the age of 30 reported feeling a significant amount of loneliness the day before they took the survey. 
All right, so I would like some people's reactions to this, but I'm going to give you my thoughts first. I think that there's something that 100% has to be factored into this conversation, okay? Because I hope that I live a long, healthy life. You never know. Might walk outside tonight, get hit by a bus. You you don't know how things are going to shake out. But in terms of, like, the loneliness aspect and the social isolation, I think, and, and they're saying, and this is over a decade, so not just about COVID. They're saying that we were seeing this trend even before the pandemic hit. Because okay, the the pandemic kind of um, exacerbated everything. Okay? Yes, it, 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 yeah. it took it to a whole nother level. Yeah. This is what I think, though, has to be factored in. Social media. Social media, and I know this for a fact because I got friends and I talked to them about trying to get them out and do stuff and be be a little bit more social and not be such a homebody. And I get being a homebody. I, I'm a homebody, too. Right. Like I, I like going to see the Wolves. I think I like, we all are to a certain extent. I, mean, I like going to sporting yeah. events. I'll go to a jazz bar. I'll go to a, you know restaurants with some friends or something like that every now and then. But I'm not somebody that's going to go out 24 seven. I don't have to be on the party seat or any of that. And I get invited to a lot of stuff. Some stuff I would say out of the invitations that I get. 80 percent of the things I can't go to, you know why we do a night show. Yeah. Right. So so 80 percent just off top because of the work schedule, I can't get to the other 20 percent. If if it works in the schedule, I am going to make it. But I think that the social media part of it and the addiction to it, I think that social media creates loneliness and more than creating the isolation. It creates anxiety. I have friends that I'm dead serious. They don't go out. Because they will see the way people dress or the way people are on Instagram or the way they are around. And they feel like, well, I'm not going to look right or I'm not going to fit in. And so I'm just going to stay. So they're insecure based on what other people are it's presenting created, as their It life. has created a lot of insecurities. Okay. okay. I, I, you know, I can see that because social media has gone from, anyway, my opinion, social media has gone from the interaction and the exchanging of information and being in touch with people to creating this bubble around yourself that you can present your life in any way that you want. It doesn't have to be real. You know, it it doesn't have to be, you know, really what's going on in your life. But yeah, you're going to go out, you're going to get all dressed up. You're going to present things as being the very best that they can be. And I do understand that it's it's a false, you know, it's a, it's a false, you know, ideal that mm-hmm. you're creating that people can't live up to, because not everything is rainbows and puppies and kittens. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the world is messy, the world is flawed, but yeah, if you're going to go out there and it's going to be like, oh well, you know, yeah, I don't have the clothes, I don't have the money, I don't. Well, if I don't have it, then I don't want to go out and be, you know, less than everybody else. And look, and one of my buddies is, is texting me, and okay. he's like, man, you know, you stay out. <laughs> and, and that's just and that's just not true at all. Your privilege that, is showing. Th- that is not. Th- well, hold on, hold on. He's flat out wrong. He, <laughs> but he's your buddy. Th- is he wrong? Because he, he's the one that's always got his ass out. Oh, whoa! So you're, you're throwing your buddy under the bus, huh? Oh man, look, listen. Yeah. But tw- he is always he <laughs> he and his gal. They are always out. I'm dead serious. He, I mean, he is everywhere. Listen, he's trying to call me out. This is the cat that travels the country. 
to go to Viking games, to go to watch all kind of teams. Mm-hmm. So he, he talking about, I'm always out. Bruh, you need to quit. Come on, Musa, you need to quit. He's always out. And this is the thing. <laughs> Half the time when he invites me, I don't out, even know what's going on with your tech, but I'm just so hey, thoroughly entertained. Half the right time now. when he invites me to come, I can't get out. Yeah, I might not be in town, um, uh, because I'm I'm doing you know, and you know, I've had the the, the funerals and stuff, whatever. This yeah, you've had a lot I, of stuff that I, have I, been I, outside of your control. Yeah, I out of my control, that, yeah. whatever. But like, yeah, I understand that. I can't believe my boy trying to call me out. I, I don't think he's trying. I think he is. My he's goodness. calling you out right now, man. Six five one four six one. Nine two two six. But the other thing that 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 I saw from this story, it says health officials are taking notice. The Surgeon General put out an advisory report on loneliness and social isolation in May. Okay, citing research. Listen to this. Citing research that suggests that lacking social connection could be as dangerous as smoking. Up to 15 cigarettes a day. Now, come on. Come on. You've got to be kidding me. You've got to be kidding me. You're telling me that loneliness and isolation and lacking social connection could be as dangerous as smoking up to 15 cigarettes a day? I'm not buying that. Come on now. How do we? How, how are we getting there? That's insane. No, that, that can't be. All right. No, that's not true. Let's take a phone call. Let's take one from, from Nick in Roseville. What's up, Nick? Hey, and Chris. How you guys doing? I'm, I'm good. How are you? Good. So, yeah, I completely agree with you, Henry. Um, I completely agree with you that social media has kind of taken over people's lives and blah, blah, blah. Now, for me, I love the face-to-face interaction and talking on the phone because I'm blind. And so, of course, for me, it's all about the voice, if that makes sense. And I don't mean the TV show. Yeah. No, I hear you. Um, Although I do like that show. But, you know, it's all about the voice. It's all about touching people. It's all about about hearing people's voices. Yeah. I just think we've lost that. And I... And I want that. I want that back again. I also want it where uh, people at work uh, might either know someone or might uh, uh, know someone who might know someone, and then they talk about it on the air. That used to happen, like, in the old days of WCCO. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Thanks thanks for the phone call from Nick in Roseville. Look, I am with Nick in Roseville. I do believe in the interaction and people connecting and getting together. I'm not sitting here saying that I'm just a homebody every single night. That's just that I'm not going to even tell that lie. My boy Musa, he's 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 mm-hmm. he's got me in the crosshairs right now. I'm not going to even say, even perpetrate a lie and say that I just stay at home 24 seven. No, I, I want to get out and about, and I want to do fun stuff and and at times be at the party, you know, within reason. But I think that that part is super healthy, which speaks to, uh, to Nick's point, which speaks to the poll's point, and that speaks to the research, that we all should get out and just have that, that, that human interaction. Well, and I, I feel like it's – you pick your spots when you want to go out with your friends too. Like there are times – like if I go out every weekend because we work during the week, you know, if I – like I'm tired. 
And there are nights where I just, I want to stay home. I, I don't want to go out and I don't want to be around people, but it doesn't necessarily mean that I, you know, I'm anti So, so you, you kind of pick and choose your spots. I totally understand that. And, and do you want to read that that text there from the Cities One Plumbing Talking text well, line? The, the, the top one, uh, don't, don't no, compare your inside no, with no, no. I'm talking about the third one down. Well, I, I saw that one. Yeah, I was just about to mention it on the uh, Cities One Plumbing there Talking text line. It says, uh, Lake, we know you're only a homebody because Bellanote closed. <laughs> okay. All right. Bellanote was was the bomb. Well, why? Hold up. Why? Hold up. Why am I going to be the legendary face of Bellanote? What's what's up with that? Everybody, every. I didn't matter what station you listen to. Whether if you listen to KFAN, that's your, that's your thing. What, what, it, it doesn't matter what station you listen to. Bellanote's your Bellanote and Henry Lake. <laughs> It's, you're like Jimmy Russell and Carter. You're just you're together forever. I'm Mr. Blocky. You are Blocky. Oh, I'm Mr. So Blocky. That's so good. There's so many memories I got from Blocky, from Bellanote to yeah. what was the name of the, the the club that they had upstairs? Escape. Yes. Escape. Yeah, yeah, I remember once having to go off on the people up in Escape. I was so mad at them. They were they were <laughs> dude talked to me sideways and crazy. <laughs> we were supposed to broadcast from we were supposed to broadcast from Escape. Uh, for the uh, for the Randy Moss, because uh, remember you had the fishing tournament for oh, a couple yeah, years, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they were having an after party. I was like, I was like, dude, we can't do a show here. And the dude got sideways. I was like, dude, it's too loud in here. I'm yeah. not. I'm, we can't do a show. It's it's impossible. And the dude talked to me like I was some. I was like, dude, are you man? Let's step in the back. We <laughs> <laughs> in the back office, man. And I went crazy. Oh man, you were you were. Let's take it outside, guy. Oh, before take it outside, guy was a thing. I ain't playing that, man. man. <laughs> Don't disrespect me up in here. Let's take a phone call from – let's go to Bob in Shoreview. How you doing, Bob? I'm all right. <laughs> what you, well, what you got want, for us? I'll tell you what. I'm sorry. I did some time in the joint, and I got lonely, and I got used to it. I got used to being by myself. Mm. I'm used to it. It doesn't bother me. If I don't got to go out or do anything, it doesn't bother me. I just – Okay, but but Bob, but Bob, but Bob, but your your circumstances though is different and unique to the majority of the people out there listening. Let me ask you this: How many years uh, were you incarcerated? Ten. Ten. So 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 so. If you don't mind me asking, when did you when did you get out? Eighty three. Oh, eighty three. So so wait, are are you saying that you've been a homebody ever since nineteen eighty three? Just about. Wow. Okay. Is there is there any specific? I don't like to go out. I don't like to go places. Yeah, I got you. I got you. I got you. People are hateful. I got you. And I don't like that. Let, let me let me let me ask you one last question, Bob. And I, hey, thanks, man. Thanks for calling the show and being so transparent. I appreciate it, and I thank you for listening. Are you somebody that likes or utilizes social media? Because I think that social media is a factor in this uh, in this poll too. I, I don't even like it. I don't like it. I hate the internet. I got you. I got you. Hey, thanks for the phone call, my man. It's the people on there are terrible to each other. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I appreciate it. Thanks for the phone call from Bob and Shoreview. Wow. That, that, now, that's that's as real as it gets. Yeah. Bob and Shoreview says, look, I was incarcerated for 10 years, which, of course, that's a different dynamic to this conversation, right? <laughs> but he said he was released in 83. That's a long time to just say I'm a 
but but I you know I don't I didn't I didn't want to ask him what he went in for and what the charge I don't that doesn't matter. To but me. but I I can also appreciate he was in for ten years. Yeah, I can appreciate Bob being like, this is who I am. This is how I want to live my life, yeah. and I'm cool with it. You know, and when you asked him about social media, it's like, man, it, it sucks. And you know what? Yep. There are there are times when social media is absolutely blood sucking toxic. No, 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 no. no. Let, let me be clear. Because I think that there's a lot of good that that happens on social media. Oh yeah. When it comes to like raising money for oh, for certain yeah. situations and, and 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 just getting out specifically, but that's the minority. I will sit here and, t- and we 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 have to utilize it because it's part of our jobs. Yes. Are right, you have to? I do believe, and you guys can quote me. Henry Lake has said this on WCCO Radio. I believe that the majority of social media is not good and is toxic. Yeah. I got, I got, I got a relative. She's addicted to Facebook. Addicted to it. Can't get off of it. I, I just think that there's certain aspects of social media. That yeah. Just- if it wasn't for our job and a couple of other things that I do outside of work, you'd be less on. I it. would be less on social media, and I would be fine. I, I mean, my wife doesn't have a Twitter account. And I'm like, man, I, I wish I was you because she's just like. She's almost completely off the grid, and I'm like, I- I'm okay with that. Yeah. All right, 651-461-9226. Coming up next, I am totally fascinated by the return of a book to the public library. We get to that next year on The Lake Show. All right, welcome back to The Lake Show here on The Good Neighbor. I'm fascinated by this story. I saw this in the Minneapolis Star Tribune yesterday. The headline, listen to this headline. Vintage book checked out more than a hundred years ago. Return to St. Paul Public Library. So, a book that was checked out a hundred years ago recently found its way back to the library. And clearly, they say the overdue fines will not be enforced. Uh, the title of the book, Famous Composers, Volume Two, by uh, Nathan Haskell De- uh, Dole. Dates to 1902. So now a gentleman by the name of John Larson, who's the digital library coordinator for the St. Paul Public Library, was the detective who traced the book's path. Studying dates inside the cover suggested it was last checked out. Listen to this. It was last checked out in 1919. The book was not found (laughs) in St. Paul. It was returned, according to Larson. It was returned in Hennepin County. Um, A patron who had been sorting through their mother's belongings turned it into the library in St. Louis Park. They sent it to St. Paul through the uh, uh, interlibrary loan system, and Larson got his hands on it last week. First off, I would love to know how much the book is worth. Yeah. I'm dead because it it just – first off – we don't know the entire story, but don't you think that this is likely what happened? It was checked out in 1919. Um, it made its way to whoever, and it probably stayed in the one spot. I, I don't think yeah. that, I don't think that it bounced around many different places because if it bounced around to two or three different places, at some point somebody's going to be like, "This book don't mean anything to me. I don't really care about it," and they toss it. Yeah. This whoever checked it out and they kept it for for a super long time, like 
they probably that it became a sentimental item, and they cared about that book, or it was that their favorite book? It meant they, something. It to meant them, something. Yeah. And so finally, after all these years, somebody's going through the stuff, and they're like, "Whoa, what is this? Ain't that crazy?" And trying to do the right thing by returning the book back to where it goes. But man, that's I mean that is that is a heck of a story. That that I I think it's it's amazing to me. It's not decided what the St. Paul Public Library will do with the artifact, uh, according to Larson. We haven't figured that out yet. I don't think it will get added to the circulating collection. Wow, I, I just I'm fascinated by that. But you go, you guys know that I like going to the library and I like Barnes and Noble and I love books. Coming up next, let's talk some sports. Vikings lose to the Broncos, but will the Vikings make an obvious choice with their change rather with their offense? We get to that next. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.